How are you doing today, Krista? I'm doing great, Andrea. Thank you well, so much for having me on The Voice of Hope. You know I'm a big fan. I never miss an episode. Well, thank you. You know I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. If there was a Krista Joy fan club, I would be the president. <laughs> <laughs> I even got my shirt on tonight. I love Disney Way. Oh, it's just that's so awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. I am so excited to have Krista Joy on tonight. And, uh, oh, hi, Janet uh, Tegan Ward. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hi, Yvonne. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, hey, Marielle. Hi, Debbie's here. Hey, Debbie. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, I am so excited to have Krista on, and one of the reasons I'm excited is I don't think there would have been a voice of hope if I'd never met Krista, honestly, Aww. and let me tell you why. I met Krista the summer four years ago, 2015, the summer of 2015, and Krista, I told her a little bit of this, but before I had met Krista... In February of that year, most of you that have watched the show, you know I have a rare condition, carry malformation. Well, I really had never talked about this until last year, uh, and I had had a near-death experience uh, earlier in that year. I'd had something happen in February, and uh, my body went into some sort of crazy shock thing. They didn't know what was wrong with me. I was in bed for like four days. Nobody could figure out what was happening to me. I had been scanned from my eyeballs to my toes, and nobody could figure nothing out. And um, they just thought maybe something had happened, and I was in a lot of shock. Well, I think at that time, what had happened, I had pretty much, I had just, I was everybody's 911 call, I guess you would say. And when something went wrong, you know, people was calling me. I was, you know, having issues with my health. I was constantly dealing with. And I was having things going on, you know, in my personal life and uh, trying to uh, raise a grandchild. And uh, I have a family member that battles addiction and just numerous things. And uh, I had pretty much just kind of didn't know where my life was going at that point. And I had this dream for probably over 15 years, that when I come back uh, and to the world and my health got better, that I wanted to spread hope and love to the world. But I had no clue how to do it. I had no clue whatsoever. But I just thought, well, maybe I can do this. And then the more things begin to happen, I just give up on I give up on my music. Uh, before I met Krista... I was uh, practicing singing. I used to sing when I was a very young girl uh, with a, uh, my family. And uh, I was uh, going to start to sing with this woman locally, and we were going to be going to retirement communities and stuff like that, which I really loved doing that because I did a lot of that all my life with my family. And uh, then I started having problems with my voice because of my condition. It was just one thing after another. And I was just like, can I just not get a break? So I had a friend who had come and visit me at my house. And she invited me to go see 
Peter Alden, which Krista is Peter Alden's manager. And um, at the Tin Roof in Orlando, Florida, we're in Florida here. And um, I didn't want to go. I pretty much had gave up music. It was hard for me to go and watch music and stuff because I felt robbed of that because I couldn't uh, do something I loved so much, you know, anymore. And so when I walked into uh, the tin roof that day, and I never forget, it was really hot, but it was just, it was such a different day. Krista came up, and she probably doesn't remember, it was right after Peter's birthday, and they had been away at shows, and they had um, had a cake, and uh, they had it on this big, long table. I remember a bunch of people was there. Sandy was there, and uh, Carol, and just all these people. I didn't know them at the time. It's a bunch of people I've known from now. And uh, Krista come up. It was the first time I'd ever met her. And uh, she just smiled and said, would you like some cake? And she was talking to me and stuff like that. And uh, we said, sure, sure. So I got up and uh, talked to her a little bit more. And... When I left that day on the ride home, I, I didn't know what it was for a couple of weeks. I felt like I had uh, went to this big party, and I felt like that I had opened this big present again. And uh, But I didn't know what that present was. And um, I told one of the ladies after we almost got home and she looked at me like I was crazy. And then one of the ladies in the background, she says, maybe God's opening up some kind of door for you again. And I said, I, I don't know. And I know what it was. It was, I always say, hope hit my soul again that day. Because I had lost all of my hope or ever fallen any kind of dream in my life. Because I felt like uh, I'd had so many storms coming in on me. Nothing was possible for me to have a dream. Well, little did I know, uh, I, I kept going to shows here and there. And uh, Krista one day invited me to come down to the Wilderness Lodge at Disney uh, World, at the resort. And uh, she was going to show me some things. Uh, on the computer, and she was doing a tour that night of the Grand Floridian uh, for Walt Disney World Magazine, and she said, do you want to help me? And I said, sure, sure. So I went in, and I sat there, and I just, I was like a kid in a candy store. I just watched her, and she just gave such detail at every shop we went through, she knew, you know, everything about them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's she loves this. She's really loves this. She's really following her dreams, you know. And it started, kept sparking hope inside me. Every time I would, she would call me and take me places, you know. And I was, I never told her anything about this dream of wanting to spread hope to the world at all. And, um... I remember that night, it, she said, you want to go for a ride on the monorail? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm talking, I had not been to Disney World for over 25 years. I had, 
I've had probably three or four near-death experiences before I had met her, and I had just not did any fun stuff. My life was all serious things, you know, health and taking care of children and being on the streets trying to find my loved one, and uh, it was hell, I'll just be honest. And uh, being up in that monorail, I looked down, and I saw the fireworks go off. When I seen that, it was just like so much hope come back into me again. And Krista, she she does magical moments for everybody. But I always say that day was a very magical moment for me. And she does this for a lot of people. And she doesn't take credit for it. But I'll never forget that because the more and more... We went to Disney Springs, and she took me uh, with the lady vloggers. We'd eat at different places, and uh, we even met uh, Floyd Norman. Uh, he was an animator. She took me, and I was just, like, so excited. And just every time she would take me, I kept watching her and watching her. And I knew that even though she was following her dream, and she was doing all the things that she loved, that she had things going on in her personal life. But she she kept pushing forward, and she never let that stop her. And one day I remember I finally got the nerve to tell her on the way home, I think we were coming home from Disney Springs, and I said, you know what? I said, I have this dream of, like, maybe having some kind of hope festival someday. And I said, do you think maybe we could ever make that happen? She's like, yeah, I could see that. And I was like thinking, because I always thought it was kind of silly to, you know, want to spread hope and love, but that was my dream. And um, so I kind of, you know, would hint to her here and there. And so I've always felt like Krista was a divine connection for me. And the funny part was, is after we got to know each other a couple years, even like her um, a, a family member, one of her family members was Divine. Last name was Divine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll tell you a little bit of this story tonight. That's not all of it. I don't want this to be all about me. I want you to uh, know that whenever you're going through tough times in your life, you know, and you meet people, they don't just pop into our life for just no reason. Because if I had never met her, I think I still would have been depressed. I would just never pursued my dream. And probably about a year or two after we started, uh, I was working with her. I was actually her assistant for some time and uh, helping her book shows for Peter Alden. And... Uh, I was thinking more of pursuing this dream of spreading hope. And I was sitting one day reading my devotion. And uh, it fell out of my, my, I wrote it down. And I, you can't see it because Facebook probably won't let it show you. It says it's in 2006. And it was 13 years ago that I wrote this out. This was like a month after I had brain surgery. And I wrote on there that, uh, I even wrote the song, If I Can Dream, 
because wow. the song says, while I can talk, while I can walk, while I can do all these things, I still want to dream, because I didn't know if I would still be walking and talking and doing any of that with having all these problems. And uh, so I want to create a, a center to help others to recapture their dreams, which is what Krista was doing. She was helping me recapture my dream. And uh, I didn't, this wasn't a vision board, but I put, this is my vision. And on it, I put Divine Mind Cafe because I wanted to create a place where people could come and be inspired and play music and just spread hope and love. You know, and share their stories in their life. Wow. And after that, I started sharing more with Krista. And uh, if I had never met Krista, I never would have met the lady that's going to be our guest in a couple of weeks, which pushed me even harder to finally pursue the voice of hope. So that's why I wanted to have this amazing lady on, because... She has pushed so many people to follow their dreams. And Krista, can you tell us about those times when we first met? I know you were going through some struggles in your life yourself, and it wasn't easy. And sometimes you would do these things, and I know you wasn't getting paid, but you loved it, you know? Yeah, well, if I can back up a little bit, Andrea, thank you so much. Um, for sharing, sharing your heart. I'm going to cry now, too. <laughs> um, I think um, it's this is like a therapy session in public. This is really good. <laughs> but I wanted to say, I can't take credit for the Disney magic. Disney had something to do with it, too. Um, I am super passionate about Disney World, and that's why I started my blog so long ago, because I had some family members that were with me and, and picked up on that. And one of my dreams is to show people around, especially that haven't been in a really long time. So you were making my dream come true that day, um, to have somebody that, that's like, wow, you know, that hasn't seen it for a long time. And there's so many avenues, and people think of crowds and torment and kids and you know long lines and there's so much to Disney that people don't know and I love showing them that side the other side um and I want to say too that you you touched on you know people coming into your life for a reason um that's so true there's there's people that I, there's probably i probably read this somewhere but there's people that come into your life for a reason there's people that come into your life for a season and there's people that you know you have friends that come and go like the waves in the ocean and some of them are like the starfish that just sticks on your face and won't ever leave you <laughs> and i'm so grateful to you andrea because you've been one of the starfish in my life you've stayed um <laughs> Because I have a lot of people that I really love that, you know, have, have told me that they, you know, I was a lot, or actually, I have one particular friend that's very insightful. And she told me that, you know, I am a light to people and like they pick up on the joy and everything in my heart. And some of them just come and they grab a little bit of that light and then they go on their merry way. And sometimes I was left behind going, what happened to my friend? They're gone. You know, they just kind of picked up what they needed and left. 
Um, but you're one that has stayed with me, and I'm so, so grateful for that um, because I get so much joy from being friends with you and being in touch with you every day. And I never dreamed in a million years, um, you know, just by us being close and being friends. And now look look what you're doing. I mean, you're out there sharing what you need to share with the world. And you, I remember you telling me that you were going to have some sort of platform and you, were, you just saw yourself speaking in public at a festival or something. Well, guess what? I think this is a stepping stone. I think the voice of hope for you is um, going to make you... It's given you a ton of experience. You've got so many shows under your belt, which is just phenomenal. And you, you are spreading hope to people. And, you know, with oh, the magic of the Internet, it's crazy, right? With this anchor, we're on Spotify, we're on Player FM. We're, you never know who you might be touching and reaching out to. It's really, really, really exciting. And um, I'm just thankful for you that you give up your time. And, yes, I never get paid for anything. Let's Let's make that clear. I'm not a Disney employee. I'm not... Um, I don't work for Graceland. Um, I don't get money from any of those places. I'm just a fan. I just really, these are the things that light me up, the things that I have passion about. And I truly believe that if, you know, if you're one of Andrea's listeners out there and you've got something that you sometimes keeps you up at night because you're so excited about it and you just want to share that you really, really, really need to do that. Don't worry about, well, how's it going to look or what are people going to think of me or you know, I need to get paid if I'm going to work. You know, that's not something that should hold you back. If it brings you joy, there's usually a reason. And there's a song that goes, there's a God-shaped hole in all of us. And sometimes you you need to know what that is, what that space in your heart is that you need to fill. You need to get out there and do it. And some, And it is a lot of hard work. It's so much work. Oh, my goodness. I work all the time. <laughs> But I tell people I'm having a blast while I'm working, and and that's what's important. I mean, you um, you want to have a goal in mind, but at the same time, you want to enjoy your journey. Enjoy the journey. That's it's it's so important. So I wanted to say all that, and then going back to the question you asked me, some of the stuff that I've been through. Um, gosh, some of the some of the dark secrets that I don't share everywhere. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I was a single mom. I had my first child when I was 18. Um, and then I had my second child at 20 years old. So I was just a baby myself. And, um, you know, their dad was a great guy. And he, he actually, he still is a great guy. He, you know, he helps my mom out and I see him on holidays and, um, he's a good guy, but we just, we didn't work out for whatever reason. And, uh, so that's a hard thing. A lot of people have been through that where you're with someone and you have children with them and you're like, God, why, why aren't we together? Why can't we be together? But it just doesn't work out for one reason or another. So fast forward a few years to, uh, 2000. Um, I got a corporate job. Like I, you know, I thought I was supposed to do with two kids, um, and worked for AT&T and um, during the time that I was there, I met my future ex-husband, and uh, um, we got married in 2003, and he was a wonderful, again, a great guy. He was, he was the stepdad to my boys. He basically raised them, and, um, you know, I worked for AT&T for about five years, but I always knew in my heart, because my mom left me with a babysitter, I always knew in my heart that I really wanted to be home with my kids. 
And so when they were really, really little, back when, you know, from the age of 18 until the year 2000, I did stay home with them. I did a Mary Kay business full time. And I got to tell you, that's probably what changed my life. That's probably what made me into the person I am today. Um, I still love Mary Kay. I still think it's the absolute best direct sales company that you could you could work for. I feel like I have an MBA in business and in marketing um, that I didn't pay for, and I don't have a certificate for it. But it made me realize um, that I just love marketing. I love being an entrepreneur. I love working for myself. Speaking of which, I see my girlfriend Yvonne. She's online with with us tonight. Yvonne and I met back in high school. We were in. Um, church youth group together and uh yeah we were we were buds and we went to the same school and everything or no we didn't she went to bishop Moore and i went to boom but anyway we were good friends um and uh yvonne just out of the blue a couple of weeks ago she contacted me and i really really felt honored she has started her own business she's now with monet which is a hair care line and my hair, you can't see now because of the the uh, <laughs> headphones, but my hair is beautiful. I just had Peter feel my hair. Um, Yvonne, Yvonne's fantastic. She knows more about these products, and it, she almost has like a degree in Monet. But um, if you're interested in some new hair care and you want to try something different, these products are fantastic. And she uh, just gave me a sample bag, so I've been using everything um, and trying it out so I can give her my honest review at the end of this week. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Yvonne. If you're looking for something new, definitely um, give her a shout because I know she's at home with two beautiful little girls and a wonderful husband, and um, she's just added something new to her life, and this is something she's doing to reach out. And I know Yvonne. I know Yvonne's heart, and she doesn't care about selling shampoo. Let me tell you, she cares about people and connecting. And I felt so honored that I was the first one she reached out to outside of her really close friends and family and, and uh you know we hadn't talked to each other really much at all and it just kind of came out of the blue and Yvonne's very connected um to her faith and to the Lord and so I'm like okay this is something that I need to do with Yvonne there's a reason that she's reached out to me so I just want to give a little plug for Yvonne Williams Fernandez because she's fantastic and if you're looking for some new products give her a call so but anyway back to what I was saying so I'm at at and I meet my future ex-husband. <laughs> um, he, he and I were together, um, goodness, probably 15 years, all said and done. And But one day, he just kind of decided this wasn't the life he wanted anymore. And, um, you know, he... I hate to say it in a public forum, but he's, he found a girlfriend. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he decided to to change his life and to leave everything that we had built and, and go in a different direction. So for the, for the women, the men that have been through that, you kind of know how you feel inside. You feel terrible. You feel like, what did I do wrong? You know, your, your first instinct of course is to blame yourself. But, um, <clears throat> come to find out he gave me the greatest gift. And you know, that's often what happens when tragedy strikes and you make it through to the other side, you look back and you're like, oh, this is why that happened. I was able to come out of my shell. I was able to, 
I was able to have permission, like, because he kind of squashed a lot of, like, what I wanted to do, and he thought they were silly things, and they, <laughs> he's very business-minded, and, you know, he's probably right about a lot of stuff, but at the same time, I felt free to find out who I was, because now, um, my youngest had just graduated high school, and my older one was starting on his path, and it was like, wow. You know, I'm a person too. It's like, you know, that day comes when uh, you realize that it's not all about your kids and your husband. And um, so, you know, it, it, when you come out on the other side, there's always good things to, to look back and to be grateful for. So every day I'm grateful for what happened. And although I thought we'd be together forever, um, at this point, I'm really glad we weren't because my life wouldn't be the way it is now and every day is a gift to me I'm so thankful for the way my life is now um, so fast forward a little bit more and um, into my life so <laughs> I've loved Elvis my entire life like most people have a story like Elvis fans I don't know Andrea maybe you have a story do you have a story of like the first time you heard Elvis or saw Elvis um, mm -hmm. a lot of people just, they remember that day, right? I don't remember. I don't remember just like with Disney world. I, <laughs> I don't remember a day where I haven't loved Elvis. Like I remember being in high school and being the only girl wearing Elvis shirts. Uh, everybody else was in the new kids on the block and in sync and all that kind of stuff. I was the girl in the Elvis shirts, me and my best friend, Amy, who I'm, who we're still friends. I'm telling you Elvis friends, they're with you forever. Um, so, but anyway, uh, my aunt was truly the big Elvis fan and I don't know, there was just a day when she was like, let's just go see, you know, one of these Elvis guys sing some Elvis songs and go check it out. I know this kid. I know this kid that worked with Matt. So Matt's her son, my cousin, um, they knew each other at Universal and I know he does Elvis. Let's go find him. And so I think the first show I went to, to see Peter All, it was probably 2012. I've gone back, I've searched, I'm, I'm really racking my brain trying to remember the first time I saw him. But as far as I can tell, it was somewhere around 2012. And I was married at the time, Peter was married at the time, and he was a phenomenal entertainer. I mean, it was a great show. Um, but, you know, as years went on, we kind of kept in touch. He would call me and say, hey, I have a show tomorrow. Can you and Chris come? And, you know, my Chris was my husband. Can you come see the show? And I'd be like, it's tomorrow? No, I kind of have stuff going on. I have kids. And <laughs> I'm like, somebody really needs to help you with your marketing. This is terrible. You can't just call people and tell them the show's tomorrow. Um, so that was just kind of, you know, our relationship. And then one day he called me and. He said, hey, I'm calling to let you know that uh, our band's playing, and I uh, was wondering what you and Chris are doing on such and such a night. And I was like, well, I have these plans. I said, Chris is gone. He left about three months ago, so I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> At which time... Peter was like, really? My wife just kicked me out. And we were, so we realized we were both single at the same time. And uh, we met up to talk to each other, actually, because he wanted me to help another guy that was a promoter. And he thought that, you know, we could, the three of us could talk. And anyway, the, the promoter never showed up. So it ended up being Peter and I talking for like five hours, you know, straight. And, um, you know, it was just kind of 
we definitely had a lot in common. There was a lot of great communication going on. And things just kind of blossomed and grew. And, you know, now, and I just feel like Peter came along and kind of saved me from my grief and my depression and my sorrow. He's such a good listener. He's, you, you've had him on the show. He's been through so much tragedy in his own life that he's almost like a counselor <laughs> himself, a therapist. He's just a wonderful listener. And so I'm so grateful that he was there at the right time because he really helped me um, get through what could have been some really horrible, dark days. Um, when the kid's dad left, I had the kids. And, but, but when Chris left, they were, my kids were kind of grown and had their own lives. So I don't know what would have happened if Peter hadn't come along and rescued me. Um, and then it just kind of fell together that, hey, I'm really good at marketing. And I really, really, my passion, my heart is connecting people. And so that's kind of what you have to do in this business. You have to help this phenomenal entertainer find the people that he can bless, that he can connect with, that, um, and join the two. So this is kind of like my dream. I'm living my dream. I see Judy's here uh, from Canada. Hey, Judy. Judy has the scarves. Oh, my goodness. If you need Elvis scarves, Judy is the lady called. Oh, she's one of JL Creator, that is our girl. Judy, thank you so much for, uh, oh, for, for oh, yeah, she me. makes the custom ones. She's the only one I know that can, like, the ones that we have now that say Peter Alden Entertainment yeah. on, she made us all those. They're from Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are yeah. beautiful, Judy. Oh, I went to welcome to Linda uh, Sutter and uh, Tasha Ellis. Uh, anyone else I missed, welcome, welcome. And your yeah. mom, welcome. Yeah, thanks you guys for watching. Just kind of rambling my life story here, but I'm I'm trying to tell the stuff that people don't really know. Um, you know, they see happy sunshine, Krista, and they think that you know my life is super easy and smooth. But I just want to let you know that I'm normal, I'm human, and like everybody else, I've had a lot of trials and things that I've gone through. And I'm so glad there's people like Andrea in the world that are offering hope and encouragement because we all need that. We all, all, all need it. And, um, you know, I call myself a media proprietor. I feel like I'm a person of, you know, social influence. So Andrea is a person that keeps me sane so that I can do what I need to do. So I'm just so grateful um, to you, Andrea, and uh, all that um, – Thankful for all that you've done and that you're doing every single day, giving your time and your heart. So, <laughs> that was a lot. Well, thank you. I mean, it's my pleasure to, I always love, someone told me one day, um, I had a couple people when uh, I was fixing to start The Voice of Hope, uh, one he is actually no longer here, but he was a really good friend of mine. He, he was encouraging me, and he's like, you know what? You've always did this your entire life. I can see it by the couple of years I've known you. Yeah. You've always done this. You, just you are. You're it. a natural-born encourager. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone that's been through as much. Maybe people just don't tell me, and I've been very blessed. I'm very close with you, so I know a lot of your things that you've been through. You've been through more stuff. I was telling somebody today, if I had been through as much stuff as Andrea, I'd probably be in a ball. I'd probably be crying. I don't know. But to have the energy that you have inside yourself, 
even with your daily struggle, to turn around and encourage people and love on them and cheerlead. Like you, you're so like, even on Facebook and stuff, sometimes I'll see stuff that my friends post and I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I want to be doing that. I want to be, <laughs> you know, but Andrea is the type, she's genuinely excited for other people and she's genuinely happy for them all the time. And she will, she will say so. So that's another thing that I just really appreciate about you, no matter what you're going through. You just don't seem to have a jealous bone in your body. I don't know how you get to that point. You should, that's something I need to learn from you. Oh, well, I just, I really, I am happy for others, you know, because when you see somebody who's posted something that is a good thing, you don't know what it took them to get to that point. I always look at it that way. Yes. Because, like, uh, the other day somebody told me, they're like, your podcast, how have you did so many of them in such a short period of time? I said, I've been doing them for almost a year. It'll be a year at the end of this month. It's unbelievable. And and I said, uh, it's not easy. I just keep doing them. And they're like, where do you get these topics? And I wanted to laugh. I said, these ain't really like topics. These are my life. And it's stuff I've it's stuff I've lived, and uh, that's why I like to, you know, this year since I've been doing the Voice of Hope a year, and I'm more comfortable with it. I want to be transparent with people and let them know this right here is a moment you see. I've got my hair combed, you know. I don't have like eye boogers or anything, <laughs> and you know, I, I look halfway decent. At least I think I look halfway decent. But this is just a moment. You know, you don't see the other 23 hours of my life, what mm-hmm. might be going on, you yeah. know. So I, I want people to understand. A lot of us, we do social media. We compare ourselves. We'll go through there and see all these pictures and this person's lost weight. And that's great. You know, I, I encourage people, you know, when they do that, that's great. And if you notice, like on my personal page, I don't, I don't post a lot of like personal pictures. Occasionally, you do. One of my friends, she's like, "Oh, it's a rare sighting of Andrea," <laughs> and I was like, "But, uh, and, but I, that's why I created the Voice of Hope, where I could come over here and talk mm-hmm. more and be more real. So you know, you just don't see one snapshot, mm-hmm. and you know that person might be smiling." During that moment, and it might be a couple, but then on the ride home, they might be having a knockdown drag out. You don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things are never as they seem on Facebook. It's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. But I want to tell everybody, too, because I, I thought of this earlier. Um, I think it's really important to have your one, two, three friends that you can be real with. I think, um, you know, I, I model Walt Disney. Because Walt Disney, like, he he didn't do all these things alone, okay? He had his guys. He had his uh, team of animators, his core group of guys that supported him and helped him achieve his dreams. Same with Elvis. Elvis had his close, you know, knit group, his friends that he could be real with and not have to be sunshiny, happy all the time. And I just think that's important as humans, like even in this age of social media, you have 3,000 friends on Facebook, that's fine and dandy, but you really have to have that core group of girls, in my case, or guys, 
that you can just be real with. And I think it helps us keep our sanity. And so we have our little group on Facebook. We have three or four girls and, um, it just means so much to me to be able to go in there sometimes and gripe and complain because I don't want to do that on Facebook. <laughs> but sometimes you just need to vent about certain things and, and be real. And I think that that's kind of what helps me. Um, it's definitely part of what helps me get through my life and through my days and the challenging times and allows me to be positive and be encouraging to others because I have that group there that I know I can be like, you know, this really sucks or whatever and, and be real. And um, I, I just appreciate that core group. And I think that's important for everybody. So that's my point. I just wanted to say, um, I don't think we should walk alone. And I love that too, that you have that group, you know, I'm part of that group. And it's, it, it is, it's so uh, nice just to be able to, you know, because us few in there, we do talk about things that we don't talk about with the whole world, you know. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to vent sometimes, you know, and which used to be really hard for me to do. To You wouldn't think that as much as I'm talking now. <laughs> it used to be really hard for me to just be real. And, but I've gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that's where people can connect with you, too, because we all wear a mask. And mine was always smiling and saying, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, beneath that smile, you don't know what it takes for someone to put themselves together and what's really going on. Yeah. And that's why I, when people do reach out to me on Facebook, I try to stay connected with them, and every morning, you know, when God lays someone on my heart, I try to send a devotion or, you know, something if I can, you know, to encourage them through that moment, because I don't know what they're going through. I don't know. I don't have a clue, you know, yeah. and uh, just so grateful, you know, that we've been able to do that, you know, over the years. And, uh, just offered me so much encouragement. Something else I love about you, I, I learned in Mary Kay, Mary Kay used to teach us that everybody has an invisible sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. And Andrea has such a gift for that. It doesn't matter what she's doing, what's going on. If I call her, she wants to talk for 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. So it's not like when people call me, I'm like trying to get off the phone as quickly as possible. I hate talking on the phone. But Andrea always makes me feel special. She makes me feel important. No matter when I call her, she's always there for me. And um, my girlfriend, Sharon, um, is commenting. We just met out in California where she lives, and she says, um, you're so right about having those few true blue friends, our tribesmen and women, that you can just let your hair down and know that you're not judged but loved. Exactly. It's, it's, it's essential, I think. You have to have people like that in your life, and um, if you don't, then go seek them out. You'll know. You'll know. You'll have that heart connection, and it'll be somebody that you admire um, and look up to, and uh, they'll be there for you. They're the ones. Mm -hmm. And you need those. She says, uh, our tribesmen, women, uh, you can just let your hair down. My thing, Sharon, is your vibe attracts your tribe. Right, Chris? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Andrea's motto. That's always been my motto. It's like 
you know, I used to um, have a couple friends, and uh, I did not understand. They always wanted everyone to like them. And um. I said, don't, don't worry if they don't like you. I said, it's okay. It's just they're not meant to be in your tribe. And uh, I said, you know, like the people who do like you and enjoy them, you know. But they always seem to get upset when they weren't involved in a group or they weren't invited to somewhere. And I was just like, I wouldn't worry about it. Then maybe it's not meant for you to be there. You'll be invited somewhere else. It's their loss. Just look at it as their loss. I always say I can be the best friend in the world to you or you don't have to be my friend and I'm okay too. So, you know, if people can just learn that. But sometimes it's hard. Uh, when people have, I guess, a root of rejection in their life. They want, mm. you know, yeah. to feel accepted in everything. And uh, and it's been hard for me when I've had to learn to balance, too, because I've had a friend or two there who wants only me to be their friend, only. Mm. And uh, that sometimes... You know, I was like, I love you to pieces, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I have other friends. You make too. them feel so special. They just want you all to themselves. They don't want to share you. That's what it was. <laughs> well, that's it. It's been hard for me at times because, like, I've had one friend that had left, you know, I didn't, a couple, I didn't really understand. And I was like, you know, I just have to let it go. And I would try to you know, like call them and talk to them and it just, it didn't, it didn't, wasn't working. I was like, okay, that's when you got to learn to let go and let go. Cause I will, yeah. I love everybody and I want everybody to love everybody, but oh, yeah. it doesn't always happen that way. And I've had to learn to accept that, that yes. everybody is not going to love everybody and everybody's not going to love me. But those who do, that's my tribe, and learn to accept them. It's yeah. like the serenity prayer. You know, accept things that you can change and the things you cannot change. Let, let give them to God or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to welcome Stephanie Stabile. Thank you for joining. And uh, Terry Lee. I don't know if I said thank you for joining. Hey, Terry. Thank you for watching from the UK. We and, appreciate uh, you. He says, I don't smile a lot or laugh much, but I do on holidays and class the occasional thing on uh, Facebook and TV. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. we get the smiles where we can, you know. There you go. There you go. But, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's, and I think it's something that comes with youth. You know, I had trouble. My mom left me with a babysitter. My kid's dad left me and for whatever reason. You know, my ex-husband left me. I've ha I have abandonment issues. I've had problems with abandonment. And wanting everybody to like me was really, really important for most of my life. And then, I, But I think as you get older, you just get to a point where you realize so much of your life is your attitude and how you react to things and what's going on in your own mind. So I think I'm finally at a, at a point, at an age, oh, one thing I've learned is considering the source. So... The person that doesn't like you is 
more than not, it's a person that has problems with everybody. And like, so when it's somebody like that, you, you kind of learn to let it roll off your, well, well, great. Just add me to their list. That's fine. I can totally <laughs> deal with that. You know, I think the important thing is just being careful about who you give your heart to and who you decide to like and to really love. Um, because that's, you know, that's sometimes what can come back and really hurt you. Um, if you choose the wrong ones and you invest your time and your emotions into the wrong ones. And that's something if I could tell younger Krista <laughs> and go back, I would just don't worry so much about who likes you because guess what? Not everybody's going to like you no matter what. You can be the freshest, juiciest, ripest peach in the world. And there's going to be people that don't like peaches. It's just how it is, you know? So I think it's just kind of something that comes with maturity and age. And um, when we learn to let that go, it can make just a world of difference in your life and in your, your day-to-day and what you do and the choices you make. So, And my friend Carol, she's always by my side whispering in my oh, ear. She, she even got me a sign for the house. Don't let anyone take your sparkle away. And I think about That's that a lot. Carol, you're the best. Thank you so much. Carol's someone too, um, like you, Andrea, especially in the last couple of years. She's been through more terrible stuff. And she, I mean, I'm not revealing secrets. She puts a lot on Facebook. She's been through more tragedy than any person should ever have to bear. But she still goes out there. She still smiles. She still comes and gets her music therapy and, you know, chooses to bless others with her heart and her smile. <laughs> I love and her, you too, Carol. Yeah, we, we love you too. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of that, Andrea, uh, I think Marielle mentioned in the comments that uh, Peter Alden and the Corvairs will be back at the Tin Roof on Sunday on Father's Day. Oh, that's right. That's so, funny. our first time back in a long time, we, if you're feeling up to it and you're wow. out, we would love for you to join us. It would be like one big reunion. Hope to see you there. That that would be fun. I haven't been there in probably two or three years. It'd be like everything coming full circle. So I know I forgot about that. So are you guys another thing? Yeah, since she managers uh, manages Peter Allen, um, she um, he performs all over, and uh, Krista she actually does duets with Peter sometimes. Oh, I, when I'm lucky I'm enough. <laughs> to mention that. I love, I'm, I'm still waiting for her to make her own CD. It's fabulous. It's coming. And I think it's coming. It, it's, I'll be, I'll be ready to help you sell them. Uh, <laughs> this CD here was one of, I think, wasn't this one of Peter's last CDs by request, Peter Alden? Yes, uh, that's his latest. The latest. This is a really good one. I have one in my car and in my house. And me and Caleb listen to it all the time. And number 13 is a duet. With Track 13. Fabulous, Krista Joy. My claim to fame. Woo! Yeah, yes. thank you. <laughs> it is beautiful. In the ghetto. Uh, they've sung duets, a lot of duets. One of the first duets I ever heard Krista sing with Peter Oh, it's probably been three or four years ago. They were in a bowling alley. I think they were actually singing uh, The Lady Loves Me, remember? Oh, yeah, for my 40th birthday, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was so beautiful. That's the first time I had heard her sing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this lady needs to get her own CD. Oh, thank you. 
And then she started singing with Peter uh, at the concerts and stuff more. Oh, hi, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Uh, yes, she does. She does, Marielle. She does. And uh, then also with her beautiful voice, this is really awesome because I have never been to Epcot. So I like to see. Got to change that. It blows my mind. Okay. I would love to see Krista do more of these because this is so awesome for people like me who, you know, has health issues that maybe can't walk the parks. You, oh, man, you can put this in. It's at the Mexican, the Mexico Pavilion at, at the Epcot, and it she takes you through it, all the sound effects. It's like you're there. It, it's beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Thank you so much. Yeah, I do a shout out for my friend Jerry Cornell. Um, without his encouragement, without his recording skills, without his constant cheerleading, that CD would have never happened. So thank you, Jerry Cornell from ThemeParkology.com. The CD um, was inspired by another Disney guy that has, actually he has audio tours of the kingdoms in uh, Magic Kingdom or the areas in Magic Kingdom. And I thought, how fun would it be to do these for each pavilion in World Showcase. And Mexico is my favorite pavilion. It also happens to be the one right to your left when you're walking to um, the World Showcase from Future World. So I thought, let's start there. Let's start with Mexico. And I contacted my friend who is a prolific writer. She makes lots of money writing. And she has her own website called sandandorsnow.com, Miss Karen Locke. And I asked her if she would kind of get the ball rolling and write a little bit. And she did. And the project sat on the shelf for I don't know how long. And then um, I got back to it with Jerry's encouragement and uh, finished up the script. And we recorded it over a process of, of a few months. And then, again, thank God, my knight in shining armor, Peter Alden, because of him, I knew how to produce CDs and uh, how to make that all happen. Also, I had no money. As usual, I had no money. So on the back of the CD, you'll notice um, all the sponsors, all the awesome companies yeah. that helped me Big make Ears. it happen. Yeah. Yep, Big Ears Adventures, um, TD Collectibles, My Fantasy Bands, and Theme Parkology. If it wasn't for those fantastic people and Honor Roll Designs who designed the cover, again, you have to have a team when it's a big dream. You've got to have those people around you with, with the gifts for the things that you can't do or you don't want to do. Um, it just It's the only way. The teamwork makes the dream work. That's, that's a real thing. And so um, I produced my Mexico tour of the Mexico Pavilion on audio tour, and it's been my baby, and I'm so proud of it. I was so happy that I finally had my own Disney product to sell um, after years and years of doing a blog with, with no product to sell and a podcast with no product to sell. I was just really, really proud the day that it came out. And um, people have enjoyed it, and I'm so glad that, that you like it. And uh, I hope that more people will buy it. It's available on CD Baby as well. If you don't have a CD anymore, uh, CD player, you can download it um, online as well. And, yeah, um, Jerry did a phenomenal job of, of mixing the music in the background. So, literally, like, as you hear me um, talking about, you know, La Cava de Tequila on your right-hand side, you hear the fountain, you hear the ambient crowd noise. And instead of being in traffic on the road, I really just wanted people to feel like they're in my favorite pavilion with me, the Mexico Pavilion at twilight with the boats going by. Um, it's just 
I'm, I'm really, really proud of my little uh, Mexico CD project. And I do hope, um, and now with, you know, things are really moving along and I've learned a lot and we've all learned a lot about audio and everything. I hope that I can do every pavilion in World Showcase. That's my dream. I have um, Canada is almost all the way written up. It's just, again, sitting on the shelf waiting. <laughs> oh, cool. Waiting, yeah. Awesome. For because the right day. It's, what's really cool, too, is uh, when you put headphones in, like I've been relaxing before and put headphones in and listen to it, and it's just hearing all of those different sound effects with your voice and stuff. It's just so beautiful. I've got to get you there and show you the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go there sometime. Well, on top of, of that, Krista has also, uh, she's a writer. And a narrator for a theme parkology series on a DVD documentary um, about Disney specifics, Peter Pan flight, uh, Enchanted Secret of Disneyland. Yeah. And she's so also the first DVD oh. that came out was uh, The Secrets of Disneyland. And you can still get that, again, themeparkology.com. It's just me narrating. I, I read somebody else's script, and we talk about the secrets of um, Disneyland out in Anaheim, California. And then uh, I was lucky enough, Jerry called me again for Peter Pan's flight. And on that one, I got to write the script. And so I know it very well. You learn about uh, the history, how Peter Pan started, you know, what Walt had in his mind when the attraction began, um, how our Peter Pan is different from the one in, say, Hong Kong, how our Peter Pan here in Orlando is different than the one in Disneyland. So it's a really cool CD and has some good um, interviews on there as well. So I'm really, really proud I got to write and narrate that one. So both of those are available at themeparkology.com. Um, Jerry doesn't pay me. He didn't pay me anything to do the CDs or, or the DVDs or endorse them, but he keeps me stocked up. So I love giving them away as gifts and things like that. So um, it's just been a true delight and a pleasure to be a narrator for Theme Parkology. We'll be doing more projects together, I'm sure. And then also on DisneyWays.com, uh, Krista, she will do uh, movie reviews, and she posts all those on there. That's really cool. I noticed she just did the Aladdin. Uh, the H2O glow with the Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, she just did a review there. You want to tell them a little bit about the Disneyways.com and all her, uh, connections for social media are also posted on there and all of her works along with everything that she does promotional wise too. Yeah, thank you. There's a lot that I do, and so I, I gathered it all in one place. If you go to DisneyWays.com slash connect, um, you can follow all of my accounts on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. But, um, yes, I, I, I don't make any money doing my Disney blog. Disney doesn't pay me anything for that. But um, for my hard work the last several years, I have managed to get on some lists some media lists and one thing that happens is I do get invited to media previews for f different films and so the latest one that I got to go see was the Aladdin live action movie and I wrote up a review on that so 
which, spoiler alert, it's great. If um, if you haven't had a chance to go check it out, I highly recommend it. Or wait till it comes on DVD if you're not feeling well enough to go out to the theater. Because it is beautiful. It is just a feast for the eyes. And I hope that you'll go and read my review, which took me several hours to write. Because I'm a little out of practice with the writing. Um, but I think the review came out great. And I think um, my whole goal with DisneyWays.com is to kind of offer it a different perspective. Um, there's a lot of Disney bloggers that move to Orlando, move to Florida just to be closer to the parks. And I'm just blessed and lucky enough that I happen to be born here. So I don't know what it's like to be, you know, way across the country from Disney World. And so I like to share, you know, a different perspective, kind of give you my view of how things go. So that's kind of what I did with the review. It's really funny. You'll see I wrote about Aladdin's hair and a couple other like things. And probably nobody <laughs> you didn't read it, okay. <laughs> and probably nobody else read about. So I try to offer something a little different um than everybody else does um with that. So so yeah, the movie reviews and you and I got to do some restaurant reviews together. Those are always fun. So yeah, and then we did that. H the uh, Typhoon Lagoon is having something right now just for the summertime where there's certain nights of summer, not every night, but you can get a really uh, discounted ticket. I want to say it's like, I don't know, $40, $50 to get in instead of the usual price. And you can go enjoy the water park after dark which was awesome to me because I don't like water parks. I, you know, I'm not in shape. I don't really want to be out in the sun. I'm really, really fair, as you can see. So going to a water park isn't really my thing, but this sounded great to go after dark under the veil of darkness where nobody's really going to see me and it's not going to be a thousand degrees and I can have my girlfriend with me, Marielle. So she came along and uh, it was wonderful. So if you haven't done a Disney water park, this is a great way to uh, to give it a try and take your family and um, do something different. Once again, there's there's so many parts of Disney. It's just there's so much to enjoy, so much to do. You'll never run out of things, and and it's not all with a ticket. You don't always need a ticket. So if you're, you know, give me a call if you're in town, whatever. Again, that's my favorite thing is showing people around, showing everybody the secrets and the insider things that, you know, aren't blatantly obvious unless you live here. And then you uh, kind of pick up on these things that you can go do. And they're, they're just, they can be just as magical as paying, you know, top dollar to get into the theme park. Uh, Disney magic is, is all through the property, all through the property. It's not just um, on cinderella's castle <laughs> it's it's everywhere so i hope that if you're in town or if you ever think about coming to disney world that you'll look me up and uh you know because i would love to show you around i feel like it's my second home there <laughs> and awesome thank you so much dan has um two books disney tale 